All right, so we just got done recording our last podcast. <laughs> our heads were spinning. Yeah. So we ended up in this like thought-provoking conversation, and we were like, why aren't we recording this? So we're going to record it, and yeah. we're going to talk about it. So here's what happened. We'll, we'll see if we can relive some of this. This may not get posted. But I had brought up that I wish sometimes that I could live in simplicity. Yeah. And I had brought up a guy that I had saw who was 92 years old. Mm-hmm. And he said for the last 74 years he ate the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And he did the same thing exercise-wise. And we had made a point in regards to consistency mm-hmm. being like the answer to everything. And then we look at this guy who's 92 years old who's like consistent, mm-hmm. right? And he's healthy and he's happy and he's 92 and he looks great. And I'm like, shit, like maybe that guy's got it figured out, right? Mm-hmm. And then Kai makes this really incredible point as to stress stress yeah so i have a someone who, who introduced me to ray pete dr ray pete who's been around for 80 years, like I think 80 maybe, years. Yeah. yeah and so he his whole model of of nutrition was based on like not stressing the body out so he uses a lot of different things but you know that's the size of the point but you know like when you think about someone who does the same thing every single day, that does the same exercise routine, who lives the same life every single day, not very stressful, right? You don't have to think about like, no thought what can I eat? What, what right. should I eat? What shouldn't I eat? Right. What are these people eat? Like, you're not thinking about those things and, you know, uh, doing the same exercise routine, like walking the same block every single day, right? Um, and, and I had made a point about like, you know, the billionaires that wear t-shirts and you know raggedy pants or whatever like they don't make decisions on their clothes because they're making higher level decisions everywhere else so they're not going to stress themselves out about what should i wear i should wear this or maybe look good with this and you know all those things so i think that um stress levels are super important because like you're stressing yourself out over what's good to eat right um but on the other end of it, it's like you're going back to knowing who you are. If you're the person that loves variance, like the consistency is variance, not the same thing over and over. Like for me, I know I couldn't do that. Like I try to stick to a routine and it's just really hard, right? Same. So, you know, to to that point, it's we know who we are. We know that variance is going to be key, which is why we do the things that we do because we're just always constantly experimenting, right? But like, see, the question now becomes: Is that a break? Like, is that is that an indication that something's wrong with us because we can't live in consistency? So, what is the goal? The end goal of like why you're doing the things you're doing. This is where this becomes really convoluted, right? Yeah. Because then it becomes, is it a trauma response to need variance? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then how far do you take mm-hmm. variance? Yeah. Is variance in your clothes? Mm-hmm. Is it in the way you train? Mm-hmm. Is it in relationships? Yeah. Is it in, like, because variance can become like a, a huge, like tumbleweed down a street that's mm-hmm. growing rapidly, right? Yeah. Because if like, I can't eat the same thing all the time, then can I also not do x all the time right Mm -hmm. and so we made an argument and a point in consistency Mm -hmm. and the simplicity of consistency and then the convoluted nature of variance Mm -hmm. and then we follow that up with we know who we are we like variance Mm -hmm. and so for me this is what (laughs) 
those of you who know me personally, this is a famous Noah spiral of, of uh, <laughs> intellect. Uh, these are the things that keep me up at night. Um, everybody's so different, right? Yeah. And so going back to a point that we had made off air that I'll make on air now, I had just recently posted a patient of mine who had a very significant passive active gap in her hip internal rotation. Those of you that don't know what that is, just go to my Instagram, you'll see it. I explain it deeply. For those of you that are too lazy to do that, basically what happened was <laughs> she picked up her foot on her own from a 90-90. She only was able to pick it up maybe five to seven degrees. Then she was able to lift uh, using a band passively. She was able to lift it to, I mean, like almost 90. Like it was incredible. So she then asked me, well, what's your passive active gap? I regularly am challenged by my patients. I love this. I get down to 90-90 and I laugh and I say, well, I have full control of my range of motion. I have almost no passive active gap. That control is also only about seven degrees. So I go to pick up my foot and my foot almost doesn't go up, right? Bear in mind, this is a patient, right? She's here for pain. She goes, so I don't understand. Why aren't you in pain and why am I in pain? Presumably, I have a healthier hip than you have. Good question. So granted, I have some degree of, of maybe why, maybe why, maybe why. Um, my response was, well, having more control and stiffness with very little variability in my life means that I won't have a lot of risk, right? I don't, I don't do a lot of things outside of my scope of movement. She, on the other hand, maybe does, right? She rides horses and does a lot of other things. Is that true? I don't know, right? Well, uh, so my brain doesn't go there. My brain goes to what does she think is healthy? Because healthy for you is different from healthy for right. her, right? So it's like, that's why I think that a lot of the conversation has to go, like, let's zoom out a little bit and, like, look at, like, why people are trying to find the perfect diet, why people are trying to find the right way to do things right and and the right way to do things is different for everybody so like there's no like this has to be right right like your client doesn't have to be right about her being her healthy hips mm -hmm. and you ha don't have to be right about having your healthy hips it's like well what is healthy hips to you and that's where that conversation goes but with the whole thing about you know, maybe variance is a, a, a trauma response or anything like that. Well, we have to look at like why variance would be beneficial for that person and why simplicity would be beneficial for that person, right? Because when we look at it from a global standpoint, if everyone was the same, did the same thing over and over and had the same routine, we wouldn't have iPhones, we wouldn't have iPads, we wouldn't no have internet, we wouldn't have all those things, right? The people that do the mundane things it works for them and they do it and those are like maybe the factory workers like mm -hmm. we need those people but we also need visionaries we also need people that are going to take risks that are going to you know do things to in a in a global standpoint right to to further us as a as a civilization i think so to that point i think it just comes back down to like know who you are and and do what you need to do until it becomes like a problem, I guess. And then you go and see a therapist and think about all those things, right? <laughs> so to, to challenge that though, yeah. do we need innovation? 
right? Like, innovation's cool. Uh-huh. I like innovation. Yeah. I dig my iPhone. Yeah. The fact that we can have this podcast is innovative and pretty cool. Yeah. But prior to, to iPhones, mm-hmm. there were town center meetings where mm-hmm. people went and listened to people do what we're doing right now. Yeah. They just weren't doing it in the comfort of their home, right? Mm-hmm. This is where this all becomes so freaking interesting because the reality of this is there isn't an answer. Yeah. Like, we can talk circles around do we need these things. Mm-hmm. We can talk circles around pain. We don't know. Yeah. I know that there's certain things I can do to help with pain feedback. Yeah. I find patterns around those things. Mm-hmm. I consistently try those things and the patterns work. Awesome. We know that variance for us is keeping us alive mm-hmm. and we're thriving. Mm-hmm. It works. Some people know that consistency is a pattern that works for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure if you could like do a study to find out like who lives longer. Right? I, it would, well, those studies also baffle me. Do they exist? How would you do that? Well, no, I'm saying studies that say, like, oh, if you do this, you're 30% less likely to die. Like, how can we even... Like, how do you quantify that? Yeah. Yeah. So those... Or or you'll live 10 years longer, like, without assumption that you're going to get hit by a bus. Like, can you... Yeah. And I think this is the struggle with a lot of this, the the nature of this conversation and this this information, right, is, like, I don't know. Yeah. And I think... You know, you had mentioned in the podcast being a scientist and like taking control of your, 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 your essence, right? Yeah. You know, if you listen to like uh, Joe Dispenza, if you listen to Zach Bush, uh, if you guys don't know who those people are, I strongly recommend it. They're very thought-provoking and like, like some really, really interesting podcasts. But, you know, they talk a lot about us being pieces of the universe and pieces of nature and having an essence about us and never dying and like they get into some depth that that's really really interesting and thought-provoking yeah um, that's a way more zoom out yeah which like, <laughs> run way out here yeah but to that point a lot of what they're talking about is they're like so they talk about your soul and essence right and so i'm gonna make this weirder but you know we don't know what brought us here mm-hmm. we don't know what we were before this yeah we don't know we don't know we don't know like we just now have government documentation of like aliens ufos existing yeah nobody's talking about it it's like not that cool but like it's been released it's released right Mm -hmm. we are not alone yeah for real this time for real right (laughs) like we're not alone so like we really don't know if you were to talk to a food, a nutritionist mm-hmm. in 1965, there would be a raving endorsement of the food pyramid. Yeah. They didn't know what they didn't know. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of you guys don't know what the Krebs cycle is. The Krebs cycle is like how we create energy. Mm-hmm. There's a really good chance that that's disproven in the next couple of years. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's scientists that are on the precipice mm-hmm. of debunking the way we create energy yeah this has been in existence for like a hundred years that means we've been wrong for a hundred years that means that all the pharmaceutical drugs that were created are wrong yeah that means all of the food logs pyramids 
they're all wrong. If the truth is that we create energy from cell off, like offshoot cell waste, if that's true, that means we create energy on our own. Always. So when Zach Bush is talking about tribal sun eaters mm -hmm. that don't eat food for 45 days and they literally live off the sun, there is a, there's a real chance that if we can produce energy inherently from vibrations of the earth and energy from the sun, that we don't need food. Think about that. There is a potential in the near future that it can be scientifically evidenced and proven that we don't need food. That's wild, you guys. This is the world we live in, though. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Interesting, though. So that, that reminds me of a book that I started reading. Uh, it's a Brett Weinstein. Yes, I love Brett book. Weinstein. Uh, it's called The Hunter Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he basically said that we evolved too fast for where we are today. Right. Bear in mind, Brett Weinstein is like the leading, probably one of one of the like yeah. at least in the United States leaders in evolutionary biology. Like yeah. this guy is like elite in terms of information. Yeah. Super smart guy. And his wife is the the same thing, right? Yeah. Um they study at the same college or whatever. But um but yeah, I mean and it kinda makes sense, right? Like the whole conversation we're having now is about information overload and we have de definitely been overloaded because of the evolution that we've had. And technology really perpetuates that, right? Yeah, yeah. When you look at Socrates, Plato, when you look at like the most prolific um, philosophers mm -hmm. historically, it was tough for them to get their information out. Yeah. It wasn't like they could throw an Instagram reel up. Mm -hmm. Kai and I were talking. We still don't totally understand Instagram. Like we're old guys, but like one of our Instagram. You're an old guy. I'm an old guy. <laughs> just one of our Instagram reels, for whatever reason, went viral. Just yeah. one. We don't know why. Just one. All the rest have pretty consistent, but there's one that like everybody seems to like. And it has something like ten thousand views something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. And it has something crazy like a couple hundred shares. Now I know these numbers aren't crazy, but for us they're pretty crazy. And all I can think about is that our voices went to 10,000 people. I can't fathom 10,000 people hearing room. me talk. Yeah. Right? This is the world we live in. Yeah. Socrates, how hard would it for him to be, to get 10,000 people to hear what he has to say? Yeah. Right? And so, this is, to, to this point, right, this is what's wild about where we are. Like, this inundated, inundation of information is problematic and leads to a total misnomer, mm -hmm. which is maybe by design. Like, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, maybe it isn't. <laughs> I don't know. But it certainly seems that way. Yeah. Because if I just have so much information that I don't know what's real or fake, then I can't decipher what's real anymore. That's very true. And being completely vulnerable, I feel like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to take a stand on things I believe in. I, I have, but it's not easy. Yeah. 
And again, those of you that know me personally, like I'm a, I'm a pretty intense nerd. Like my exposure to information is high. It's tough. And so I, I, I sympathize with the general population. I sympathize with people that feel overwhelmed. And I can see where things like Instagram and things like the news and things like all of this stuff can be really problematic for people. And so um, I think the point of this, this discussion for Kai and I was to offer exposure around we feel the same way sometimes. Yeah. And I don't think this was our intent when we recorded the last podcast, nor did we think that podcast was going to land here. <laughs> no, um, not at all. Not at all. But it's just interesting to think it's just an interesting thought experiment that I, and I hope these last two podcasts that are kind of out of character a bit for us can offer some of that to you as well, where you can take some of this in terms of thought experiment. Um, Cause our brains hurt too. All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Uh, but I did want to add um, one of the things that I saw ironically on the internet and in Instagram was that, um, Diet is not just food, right? Right. Diet is the thoughts you're taking in, the environment that you're in, the information you're hearing, like all these things, right? And so, arguably more important, way more important, right? And um, I think that we should keep going back to like exposure therapy, right? Being experimentalist, like figure out what you can get behind get behind it and be open to being wrong and make critical judgments, I guess. Or, if you're somebody who lives in consistency and it works, continue. Consistently do it. <laughs> Consistently be consistent. Uh, the, the the ultimate answer here is if you're thriving and it works for you and you're not in pain yeah. and you you don't feel overwhelmed, you don't feel like you have anxiety, you don't feel depressed, you just feel like you're thriving, keep thrive. Going. Keep, keep thriving. Yeah. Just do you. And we're here to support thriving. Yeah. But do you. Do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. That said, thank you for our thought-provoking conversation. Yeah. Let we, us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully we broke your brains too. Yeah. Uh, I'm Noah at Root.Solution. And I'm Kai at Control the Basics. Peace. See you. <laughs>